I'm RJ Bell with the sports betting headlines for Wednesday. College football playoff rankings come out. Looks like no adjustment, really, but Cincinnati holding off Michigan bodes well for the Bearcats. Not so well for A.J. Hoffman. <laughs> Joe Flacco starting? What year is this? 2021. What's going on? Jets downgraded by the betting market significantly. I think this has to do with Mike White. You're going to be surprised at my take. Big game of the weekend, NFL. Kansas City favored by 2.5, hosting Dallas. That means the betting market considers these to be even teams. Here comes a four-hour of the Vegas Truth covering all that and more. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. This is Straight Out of Vegas. With the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. I doubt the future. I doubt the future. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. You heard it, I'm R.J. live on a Wednesday. Live from Las Vegas, live on 225 FSR stations across this, I'll say it, great, great nation. In studio, A.J. Hoffman, not feeling so good about his financial prospects coming down the road. We're going to get into that college football. His area of expertise, which is true, guy knows his college football. Sports bettors listen for the money. Sports fans listen to no more than their buddies. He is the fan who beats the man, A.J. Hoffman. Hello, R.J. Great to be here on a day where the college football playoff rankings essentially remain unchanged at the top. The Jets make a curious quarterback choice, and we start to look ahead to the weekend's games in the NFL. What does the Vegas lead today? Let's go with the college football rankings, because I do think that Cincinnati holding off Michigan bodes well for the Bearcats if they can win out. Now, you're skeptical, but you've been skeptical. Now, you're less skeptical. Yeah, the the rankings remain basically unchanged at the top, other than Oklahoma falling out. Georgia, Alabama, Oregon, Ohio State, Cincinnati, Michigan, Michigan State, Notre Dame, your top eight. So, let's start with that, because, you know, longtime listeners know we've got a bet. You speculated that Oklahoma, if they lost one game, and Cincinnati, if they lost zero, that Oklahoma would pass them. So, right now, where is Oklahoma? 13. Okay, that's going to be quite the climb. Would be. From 13, and then Cincinnati. So, the, the bet was Cincinnati wins out. Yes. Right? If they don't win it's out, we don't have a bet. No bet. Right now, if Oklahoma hadn't lost a game, we wouldn't have a bet. Now, one of the conditions. Or if Oklahoma loses another game, we don't have a bet. <sighs> I never thought, but that's only fair. That's only fair. Okay. But let's hope, if you were such a fan of Oklahoma, let's hope they can win out. Now, trust, I'm from Austin, Texas. I'm not a fan of Oklahoma. Well, you thought you were, let's just say you th- were optimistic about their prospects. I was. You, at this point, do you see the absurdity of your position? Absolutely. Okay. Now, for those that listen, because <laughs> we often worry about the youngsters thinking it's too easy to be me. I mean, we, I do. Because I, who wouldn't want to be me 
if you're a kid. This is like the kid's dream. It might not be the best adult life. I got to talk to my kid about you. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but, but, <laughs> but think about it. If you said, hey, you can go talk on the radio to the country, have a, the most listened to sports betting podcast, which is objectively just true. And then you think, and then you can, you know, t- get the smart people in the gambling space coming in and you just whoop them time after time. <laughs> Now, who, you think a 15 year old is going to say, and I get to live in Vegas? Now, nah, nah, not a bad life. Pay, I want to be an insurance man like my daddy. No, <laughs> no, that, that isn't what they're saying. So I got to tell them, I want you quickly to, to talk from the perspective of you came in with the intention of taking me on. I mean, it was like you thought, you know, he's got his areas over here that's good. I'm good here. Now that you've lived it for a few months, what would you say to the kid? It's more difficult than it seems. <laughs> Why is that? I, you know, I, you don't I, know yet, I don't know yet. <laughs> I don't know yet. I'll be honest. Like when we when we have the bets on the podcast, and I win, I almost always feel like, man, I don't know that I had the right side there. <laughs> Like I, I think on the season I'm up on the podcast bets, but I like if I could redo all of those bets, there might be one or two that I was like, you know what, that was the right side. So, so, so in the long run, what you're saying is you having some, let's call them fortunate variants, might hurt you. It might, because you you're going to be thinking, you're going to be thinking, hey, I got the best of it here. You notice I haven't on the on the podcast been pushing the button on you, uh-huh. uh, and so especially the last couple of weeks because you've been on it. You've now been I on would, a tear. I appreciate that. And and what I would say is, if you look at the kind of the sting or any of these kind of hustler type movies, is what they tend to do, and that's always and not that I did this, but you got to be careful if you're. And in fact, I give you credit. It's either you're being very savvy or you're just scared now. But you winning should usually make you, or even breaking even, should make you want to get involved more. You're saying, oh, I'm not sure about this. That's savvy, Because actually. the results that I've been, the results on the games I've been winning on don't feel like like the, the Bills-Dolphins game that you were so upset about. It's like, ah, well, that was I probably did get lucky. <laughs> probably. <laughs> AJ Hoffman, I'm RJ Bell. We're straight out of Vegas. Okay, so getting to Cincinnati. Them whole because you thought maybe Michigan passes them at this point. If Cincy wins out, and we know that's far from certain, and you've got an idea of what their toughest game is going to be, and we'll talk about that in a second, what do you think the chances are of them getting in? And give me the scenario in which they don't. The Cincy wins out. Now, I, I can give you the scenario that's the easy one Alabama beats Georgia. Oregon wins out, Ohio State wins out. The the four here that are one, two, three, and four, and that is Georgia, Alabama, Oregon, Ohio State. If they win out and they don't play each other at this point moving forward, they stay. But usually, in theory, if you said the following, okay, one of the first four loses. It's not Georgia, so they get knocked out. So Alabama loses or Oregon loses. And now we could say, hey, someone in the Big Ten is going to make. Yes. If Michigan beat a high state, again, that seems very unlikely. Based on history, very <laughs> unlikely. But if it happens, then they're going to jump. Let's accept that. So maybe let's just start with the following premise. There's two slots that Cincinnati could slip in. One, if Alabama loses, they'd have two losses. All right, you would think, but we talked about that doesn't guarantee it's possible. But that's the setup here, and we can talk about that. Is if if you have an undefeated team in the fifth slot, and a team with one loss is ahead of them, you can question that. But okay, strength of schedule, whatever. But if they lose a second game, you got to assume they drop out, and Cincinnati slides up. Number two, Oregon that has one loss, but it's a good win against High State. If they lose one more, they'd have two losses. They'd slip out. 
odds are that both are going to happen. Alabama has less than a 50% chance to win out, and it's significantly less because they're an underdog in the game against Georgia that's already kind of set, or at least for this to be a conversation that matters, that game would happen. And if it, Alabama lost another game, but go ahead. And it, that number's rising to four now. Okay. So, all of a sudden, now we know Alabama's an underdog to win out because they got multiple games, then they get a game they're an underdog in. All right? That's pretty simple. And Oregon is a big underdog to win out. Just because even if you're 70% in multiple games, it's hard to win them all. They're an underdog this weekend at Utah. There you go. So if both of them, if Alabama loses, Oregon loses, who are the two teams? And assuming Ohio State has the Big Ten slot, but it doesn't matter. It might be, it does Whoever matter. Is. Yeah. How does Cincinnati get jumped by two teams? I don't think they can get jumped by two teams. Okay. So. In a way, they got to be better than 50%, because there's a chance if only Oregon, if there's only one slot there, there's a chance they could get that one. In fact, they should. Let's start there. If there's one slot ahead of them, who jumps them? And it's not a Big Ten team, because the assumption is there's they, one Big Ten slot. The Big Ten the teams will lose out. The, the only team that I would say at this point has a chance is Oklahoma State. Uh, and At o- number nine. At it's number nine. Jump all the way up with one loss, we'll jump up past Cincinnati at five. And, and I still will not throw Oklahoma all the way out because Oklahoma, in theory, would play Oklahoma State, who's mm-hmm. ranked ninth. They would play them twice, and uh, once in this game and once in a Big 12 championship yeah, and here's game. Here's what's interesting. Whoever wins, for either of those teams to have a chance, they have to beat the other team twice. Yes. The second win gets diminished right away. Yes. Because once you beat them once, it's like, of course, you beat them again. It's, of course, even though it's not. Right. So I don't think either of those do. You know Notre Dame can't, who's eight. No, I will say this. If Cincinnati loses, well, but that's no, well, Notre Dame is going to be the team that skyrockets because you know the committee ooh. wants to keep – they want Notre Dame in. Ooh. They're having to suppress Notre Dame now because they know they can't put Notre Dame ahead of Cincinnati. But the second Cincinnati loses, Notre Dame skyrockets. So the theory is the only team – look at the savviness is what you're predicting. I mean, really, you could almost say this is dastardly. Now, think about what you're saying. <laughs> All right, let's look at – no, dastardly for the committee. Okay. Which you would expect nothing less from the no. committee. All right, now think about this a second. It goes the following. The big four we talked about, Georgia, Alabama, Oregon, Ohio State. Then it's Cincinnati with a big zero beside them Okay, on the losses. Then you got Michigan, Michigan State, Notre Dame. Now, you might be thinking to yourself, hmm, Notre Dame's got one loss. Michigan's got one. Michigan State's got one. Maybe Notre Dame could be six. Maybe they could be right behind Cincinnati. But the committee understands only one Big Ten team is going to make it through this gauntlet. So why not make it look like you're kind of anti Notre Dame, because it won't matter, right? Since he's got to lose, and only one Big Ten team is going to make it. So Notre Dame, almost like he's waiting on a. It's almost like Le'Veon Bell in his prime, waiting for the slot to open up. When it does, he's going to shoot through <laughs> Hit it. Hit the hole. Again. This is in his prime. What you're saying is, if Cincinnati loses and Notre Dame wins out, Notre Dame's in. Yes. Wow. What is Notre Dame, Mackenzie, what's Notre Dame's chances right now to make the playoffs? One second, grabbing that. Yeah, yeah plus 500. Wow. Is that a good bet? It looks like a gold bet to me. It seems like a good bet to me if you believe Cincinnati's going to lose, which I do. But, but that's the thing. You don't even need to believe it. If you just look at their odds to win out... It's saying, let's say the spread is correct. Let's do this. Let's take an early break. When we come back, we're going to calculate, based on projected spreads, the chance of Cincinnati 
losing and the chance of Notre Dame winning out. Because that seems like the two conditions and only two conditions that must be met. And by doing that, we're also going to give you a sense of what's the chance of Cincinnati winning out. This is good. I think there's some bets here. I already have made a bet yesterday, and I'll repeat that one, a best bet that was an epiphany. All that and more coming up next. He's R.J. Bell. I'm A.J. Hoffman. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I'm RJ Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm AJ Hoffman. In just a minute, we're going to take a look at the implied odds and the real odds. No, on no, no. We're going to get some good bats for the listeners. That, well, that works is. for me, too. And man. listen, this, these are my favorite bats. I call them epiphany bats. Now, what's an epiphany? One minute you think one thing. Then you get some input. Oh, look, someone's got a scooter in LA. Maybe scooters are the answer. Right? And then the next minute, you're, you're starting a scooter company. And then the next minute, you're broke. But, but that's a different kind of epiphany. This is one filtered through decades of experience. And then there's AJ. So I think we are going to come up with at least one good bet here. Because I already did just on the back of a napkin during the break. And I was using that napkin to eat some chocolate popcorn. This is the fastest growing show on Fox Sports Radio. It's true. Audience has doubled in the last year plus. Thank you so much for the support. And we're going to keep giving you epiphanies that make you money. You can listen on the iHeartRadio app. Just search straight out of Vegas here in Vegas on the Strip. It's the Astrodome, perfect 72 degrees, and the neon is flowing. All right, RJ, let's take a look at Cincinnati and Notre Dame and where we can find some value in these numbers. You know, I got a good night's sleep. I think it helps me. Like, I slept like 11 hours last night. And, and again, sometimes I'm like three or four, so it, I'm not sure that's good to kind of vary that much, but I'm well rested. So here's the question. College football, Georgia, Alabama, Oregon, Ohio State are the top four. If they win out... And Georgia being the exception, they don't need to win out. Those are going to be the four teams. Odds are against that. The question becomes, who would jump in? We know there's going to be a Big Ten slot. So we look at Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State as one slot. It's, we can stop saying Michigan State. Why is that? They're 19-point underdogs to Ohio State. Hey, hey, I don't know if you remember this. When LSU beat Ohio State in the championship game, LSU had two losses, BCS era. West Virginia was a 28-point favorite against Pitt. All West Virginia and Rodriguez had to do was win that game, and they were in the title game, and the high state would have another championship right now. Instead, they got to play LSU and got whooped. I was at that game. <laughs> By the way, that it was the Astrodome, I think, right? Or not the Astrodome, no, no. I'm sorry, the, the uh, New, Orleans, New Orleans. Superdome. Superdome. I, I was in the last, me and my buddies were in the last row. <laughs> Literally, last row. It was scary. I thought I was going to fall into the. Have you ever been in one like at that angle? Were, were you glad that you didn't pay for better tickets when when the well, result? I got them. I got them con. Oh, okay. You know, but but yes, a buddy of mine got them for me. But you know, it was fun. It was fun. It's funny. I, that's been twelve years ago. Oh, Thirteen years ago, huh? Hillary Clinton and Obama were going at it at the time. <laughs> That was that was a great. If you like political stuff as a horse race, you know they say the horse race. Oh, that was good. That was good. Okay, it was almost as good as the 2000 when it was like the the recount. It was like a sport. I'd come home and watch what happened. I get it. You know, democracy at stake, but it was very entertaining. This could be too because I believe Cincinnati's got real value. So, what is the chance that Cincinnati wins out? Well, 
we did the math of it. They play SMU, 11.5 point favorite. They play East Carolina, 14 point favorite. Projected by my power ratings. And then they got the University of Houston, AJ's old hometown, and he projects a six point favorite for Cincinnati. That could be a little short. He has a bias against Cincinnati, but let's assume he's right. That means there's a 45% chance if you add it up. 81%, 85%, 66% converted from the spread, 45% chance. Now, if you look at their payout, Cincinnati to make the playoffs, not win the title, make the playoffs, is plus 250. Now, you can even get better than that if you shop hard, but 250 is readily available. The fair number. Is the fair number. Oh my God. Oklahoma's fair number is three to one. So, in a way, AJ, it shows you how biased these numbers are that somehow they think Oklahoma's going to come from like 23rd, or is it 13? 13. Yeah. And pass an under. Well, I guess that's fine because, no, no, no. Actually, thinking about it, Oklahoma's only chance would be to win out. Yes. And they're assuming Cincinnati's going to lose half the time. Oh, so it actually does show you how bad your bet is. Okay. But that's fine. Is under, I mean, for me, but under that condition, it tells us that if they go undefeated 45% of the time, but you're getting paid a plus 250, like it's only 29%. Well, lo and behold, it's saying about a third of the time that since he goes undefeated, they wouldn't make it. That feels wrong to me. That feels like if they win out, other than Georgia, Alabama, and Oregon, Ohio State being the top four because they all win except Georgia because Alabama beats them, I guess we got to figure that percentage chance too. But that's going to be more complicated. Obviously, that's not a great chance of that happening. But man, it feels like since he's in there, and again, let's let you one more time make the case. Let's assume that at least one slot opens up. Since he wins out, who jumps him? And your only point was maybe Oklahoma or Oklahoma State, if one of them can win out. I just don't see it. Yeah, Oklahoma has their th- the three toughest games on their schedule ahead of them. So if well, they obviously go, the game they lost was pretty tough. Uh, clearly, well, that was the fourth toughest game. So if, if they go th- if they go three and zero in those, I think they get themselves back into the conversation. Oklahoma State has Texas Tech on the road. They have Oklahoma, and then presumably no one we have has Oklahoma ever come again. back from. That's an interesting. We got to start to profile the. Could we got enough years now? We can profile this. My point will be with X number of weeks left. And how many how many full weeks do we have before the championship week? Two full weeks. All right, two, and then the championship week. Yes. All right, who? What's been the team that's come back from the the, the furthest slot? And I I'm, I would bet big money no one was at thirteen and, and got in the top four. You're probably right. So the question is, why would this year be? You know, again, history. There's always going to be exceptions. That's how history's made. But because there is a human element to this, and I still believe the human element does not want Cincinnati well, to no, make no, the no. playoffs. No, no, no. I think you're certainly correct by times ten. But that's the whole point. It's an. That's why Cincy already isn't in the top. For that's why there's and that's what listen Cincy when they have a fifty percent chance to win out, you know almost forty five percent. The fact that they're plus two fifty tells you there's a bias. And the question is, is the bias being over considered? Because there's a certain point where they can't do it. It's like think about it. You don't think Trump wanted to like um, pardon everyone, pardon himself, pardon his family. It's like there's there's kind of what you want to do. And any president, 
anyone that's got power is going to want to use that power absolutely unless there's a check on it. And you know what the check is? Even back with kings back in the day, the check was, are the people going to uprise? Is there going to be an uprising if I do this? Now, in general, I think you can do more in power than people think. And you see that all the time. These companies do things you think, no way would they do that. And they do it. And three months later, people forget about it. History has taught us people's indignation and rage has a short shelf life, typically. Thus, these companies have learned, do more. And I think the NCAA will do more, maybe, than I might think on first instinct, but not as much as you might. You think they're going to do whatever. I do think they're going to do whatever. Which does segue. So, so let's make this a bet. And I think even you would agree, a plus 250, Cincy is a good bet. Because, I mean, I, as much as you think they want to keep them out, I don't think they can keep them out as much as would be necessary for the plus 250 not to be a good number. So the reason why I'm not a good person to ask is because I think they're going to lose a game still. It doesn't matter, though, because the lines are 11.5, 14, and 6. You might say, you know, 11.5 should be 10.5. Maybe East Carolina should be third. You don't think the line's off by, by five points at a crack. So you're saying you being biased against Cincy in that you think they're a little overrated might adjust the percentages here a little bit, but not enough to make it not a good bet, right? Fair. So you might like the bet less than me. Certainly. But I think this is more of a political bet than anything. So, do you agree then that as sort of a safety net in case they do lose a game? I don't believe in say Whenever, the, and I want to hear what you have to say, but just to be clear, and I apologize for interrupting, is whenever you make a bet, it isn't safe. So, you're making a prediction about the future. Now, there might be a second bet that also is positive EV that's a good bet, but usually I'm not trying to protect myself. I'm trying to say I want to get exposure on what I believe is the case which I think the market doesn't understand that Cincinnati almost has to be in there if they win out. And again, this all assumes that one of these slots opens up. Because the top four, if they all win, are going to stay It doesn't matter anyway. With Georgia being able to lose, that's the whole point. And I also think that it doesn't even matter, because I think there's going to be one Big Ten team. So the whole question is, does Oregon lose another game, and they're an underdog this weekend, like you said, and then does Alabama win out, including Georgia? I think both those things have to happen, which is Oregon win out and Alabama win out, for there not to be a slot. The odds against both of those happening is pretty steep. Here's a question. If Alabama were to, let's say they lose at Auburn, but then they beat Georgia, mm-hmm. and now a two-loss Alabama with a win over Georgia, do we think they get in? Well, no, because I made a bet yesterday, and that was our epiphany best bet yesterday, which was plus 115 Alabama not to make the playoffs. Because if they're an underdog as they are, a four-point underdog to Georgia, that means they're more than plus 115 to win the one game. The market is saying there's a chance Alabama loses and it, I think you're right. It most likely wouldn't be that last game against Georgia. That would be tough to, to sell to people. Yeah, I think it all would be tough. The undefeated it, Cincinnati, and there's a two-loss Georgia. I think that's when the uprising happens. A two-loss. I do. But do you agree that they've already kind of set the table for this uprising by saying we're going to expand the playoff? No. If anything, they, so make your point. It sounds like what you're saying is indignation with four would somehow fuel that there would be a expanded playoff. So the, the, they've already said we're eventually going to go to an expanded playoff in the next couple of years. Mm-hmm. So now if everybody's all up in arms about Cincinnati, they can just say, "Listen, in in, a, in two years there's going to be an expansion. They'll they will have made it by then." If there was a need to bring the public public along. 
with there being an expansion of the playoffs, maybe that would be dastardly, but maybe. I don't think there's anyone in the public that doesn't want it. I think it's the commissioners and the school presidents trying to fight over the pie. This is all about money, because who doesn't want it? Right, the TV networks want it. They do. The com- I mean, everyone makes more money if if you grow the. Here's the thing about business. The blue bloods don't want it. The- I'm not even sure they still exist. Like who? I mean, can you name like a person? Alabama, Ohio State. Don't, oh, they don't no, want I it. disagree. Because I think if you're a high state. You're going to get in every year, pretty much, or Alabama, if there's 12 or even eight most years. And then it's easier for the coach to say, we made the playoffs nine out of 12 years. I think everyone benefits, right? I don't think anyone does. I don't think the teams at the top want to play an extra game. Yeah, but that's the thing. Even Ohio State, I think Ohio State was a top four team. Two years, they didn't make the playoffs of the last, I think, four or five. Because in the year they won it, they jumped. That was the first year of the college football playoffs. They jumped Baylor and uh, TCU. TCU, who both had one loss, or however it was. I think they were under whatever it was. The the, the week before the final standings, High State was seventh, fifth, and sixth was TCU and Baylor, and High State won and actually jumped them. And they didn't have a championship game that the year. The Big Twelve did not have a championship game. So to me, you could say, see, that shows you with four the high states of the world are getting in. Except there's been two years since that I think you can make the case that they should have got in and they didn't. So to me, but who would have gotten in over them? A Notre Dame or a Clemson or another yeah, blue but, blood? But the fact that there's more than four blue bloods mean that, that, that it's not like you're going to get in. Now maybe Alabama, maybe because they seem to get in if there's even a sniff that they could get right. in. Right. But otherwise, I think all right, so there's one vote. Yeah, and they, you think what's the odds of an Alabama losing to the twelfth best team? Slim to none. I mean, it's like you would think it's something, but look at the when these teams are focused, and it's what I always say is when you bet an underdog, you're betting that the underdog's underrated, and you're betting the favorite is going to be flat. And that's why it's good to bet an underdog. When you saw Dallas this week, a lot of people liked Atlanta. I didn't. I was forcing to have it be my one loss in the sorry contest. But you loved them. Fezzik loved them. And I was like, man, it feels like we're confusing last week with this week because last week, Dallas was flat against Denver because you know why they had won so many straight games. Flat was a reasonable response. Once you lose and get embarrassed, you're not in championship rounds or, or, or playoffs, either NFL or college football. You usually see the big favorites do really well because they're focused. Like when Washington plays Alabama, it's like it's not even a game. It's like it, it's like it doesn't even seem possible that Washington. You know, I'm talking what four or five. Four, years. Yeah, it just is like they just win so because they're folk. If if Nick Saban that team's focused, you don't have a chance if you're not almost as good as them. It was Notre Dame last year. Yeah, so so I hear you. Let's do something egregious now. So then we say, hey, the 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 um, remedy. Is to expand the playoffs. Is to do something we've already decided we're going to do anyway. Okay, so I'm going to make this an RJ only best bet. AJ is going to sit. Go. I'm not sure. Cincinnati plus. You want to book this? No. Okay. Cincinnati plus two fifty to make the playoffs. An official best bet, and the rationale is simple. They have about a forty five percent chance to win out. And this implies a 29% chance. And I believe the only scenario is a slim one that they don't make it. Thus, it's a good bet, in my opinion. So, the bet I was going to ask you about Notre Dame plus 500, like I said, I believe if Cincinnati loses, Notre Dame skyrockets into their spot. 
do you believe that I there's... I think that might be a better bet. So let's walk through the math on this one. And again, we make math entertaining, so we're not going to give you a bunch of numbers. We're going to give you the numbers to explain key points. I'm RJ Bell. We're straight out of Vegas. Okay. So the assumption is as follows. A Big Ten team makes it. Yes. Okay. The assumption is either Alabama drops out or Cincinnati loses because they got they can't jump Notre Dame cannot jump Cincinnati without them losing they can't they exactly so this is a slightly different if then but there could be two slots for Notre Dame so in theory since he could make it and Notre Dame could make if things fall the right way yeah I mean it would only take Alabama not winning out because if if they say okay they Notre Dame is a team they want in if they're forced to put Cincinnati in let's get away from that for a minute and let's put that at the end okay I think it's a factor but I think it confuses the simplicity of the math let's get the master and then we can do that. If Cincinnati ends up in the third spot, Notre Dame is a team that has a good chance to be in the fourth. Well, who who would pass Notre Dame if Notre Dame wins out? If Alabama, the assumption is one of two things has to happen: Alabama has to lose, or Cincy has to lose. It would if be, they both happen, it's even better. It would be Notre Dame or two loss Alabama would be the decision they'd have to make. Mm, let's do this. I'm going to get my pencil out and do just a little bit more calculating and come up with, I think it's going to be another epiphany best bet, if not a, like a best, best bet, because I'm starting to think this is even better. First, be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Fox Sports Radio, I'm A.J. Hoffman. He's the voice of Vegas, R.J. Bell. Confused on that one? I was. Yeah, he's like, what, 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 what's going on here? What's happening? <laughs> All right. I'm not confused about the following. This is a good bet. Because let's just look at the Cincinnati chance. We know the chance of them not winning out. 55% they don't, 45% they do. Let's just say 50-50 just to keep it simple for a minute. Okay. Now, what is the scenario, A.J. Hoffman, expert of college football, that Notre Dame wins out? And oh, by the way, their chance of winning out is 77%. They're favored by 17 against Georgia Tech. This week. 14 against Stanford. That's 91%, 85% equals 77%. Now... That one is pretty clean and easy. Yep, yep. Now, the Cincinnati's math also, and we're actually, in this case, Aaron, away from the Notre Dame advantage, which they lose to 50%. That means Notre Dame has a 50% chance with 77%, half of that. So it's going to be 35 equals 70, 38, so, you know, 38.5%. Just did that right now. 38.5%, which is so much better than the 20% you need at 5 to 1. Yes. This is only one path. There's a second path, which is Alabama. So even if we said guaranteed, if Alabama loses a second game, they're still going to be in, which is absurd. This still is a great bet. So let's zero into one question. What's the scenario that Notre Dame wins out, Cincinnati loses, one Big Ten team makes it, Georgia makes it? It doesn't. Oregon could lose or not lose. It doesn't matter to us. Alabama could lose or not lose. It doesn't matter to us for this narrowed view of it. What's this, who jumps Notre Dame? No one. If Cincinnati loses, no one. No one ahead of them or no one behind State them will jump. There's only one slot behind them. No. So you're saying Ogie State could jump Cincinnati, but they couldn't jump yes. Notre Dame. And this is you trying to apply the politics. To yes. It. But the odds are, no one from the Big 12 is winning out. If you have Oklahoma State, Agreed. what's the line of that game? I mean, in your mind. Uh, I can pull it up. I I would guess it's probably three. I mean, it's, okay, so it's almost a coin flip either way. And who would be favored in your mind? Oklahoma State would be favored now. Okay, so if you have two coin flips, the odds of one person winning both of them is, you know, 20. I guess the odds of one of the two winning both of them is about 50%. But they got other games to win. 
I mean, listen, this feels like if it's a great bet with only one of your paths, and then you think about Oregon losing is another path, you think about Alabama losing is another path, this is just the market just being crazy. It's five to one, McKenzie. That's right. We're sure. Five to one. Yep. Multiple books. Multiple books. Yeah. All right. I'm going to make, you know, something. This is the best bet. I don't know how big. This could be like the best bet of the year. And you're going to have to wait because when we come back, (laughs) I'm going to tell you how big this best bet is. But if you want to leave now and say, hey, I know it's a best bet. I'm going to go eat fish or whatever you're doing, then you probably deserve what you get. For everyone else, we'll be right back. We're going to tell you that, plus the biggest NFL games of the weekend, Vegas style. And I've got Oklahoma State three at home, neutral. It's a a pick'em. All right. He's RJ Bell. I'm AJ Hoffman. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Right out of Vegas! Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I'm RJ Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm AJ Hoffman. Let's take a look at what we've decided. How how big of a bet is this Notre Dame bet, RJ? I'm just sitting here thinking, who else could do this? I mean, like, just live on air, making the sausage. But in this case, the sausage is a printing press. (laughs) (laughs) Now, remember, this is a great bet. It's not a sure bet. There is no such thing as a sure bet. It's almost like saying, hey, we're going to flip a coin, but if you win, you get five to one, and if you lose, you pay one to one. That is as good a bet as you're ever going to get, but it's not a short bet. You're going to lose half the time. So, please, we're excited. We're enjoying it. We're enjoying sharing it with you, but it, there's no such thing as locks. There aren't. The only lock is there's no lock. <laughs> All right. To wrap up with Notre Dame, here's the way we see it. It's hard to imagine a scenario that if only Cincinnati loses, meaning someone else may lose, but we only are looking at one thing, that Notre Dame doesn't slide up in there because you got three Big Ten teams, only one will survive, Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State. The only other team ahead of them is Cincinnati. So you win out, and the odds are 77%, Notre Dame wins out. It looks really clean. And let's add as a spice at the end, they are biased to Notre Dame. So, we, in this case, we have that to our advantage. Yes. Now, you made an interesting point because we gave a second bet, which was Cincinnati, the plus 250. And we got a third bet we gave yesterday, Alabama plus 115 not to make the playoffs. I like all of these, though. I like the Notre Dame the best. But if somehow Cincinnati does, it's, there's a nice kind of interplay between Notre Dame at 5-1 to one, to make to make the playoffs and Cincinnati at plus two fifty because if Cincinnati loses it, it's almost like we're choosing between either getting paid two and a half to one or five to one. But there's not there is a world where they can both make it. I like that, and, and that's if if Oregon loses, yeah. uh, and, which is bad. Either underdogs this week, and if Alabama loses, especially if they lose to someone that's not Georgia. They would probably fall off the map, and that would allow Cincinnati. As long as as long as Notre Dame doesn't jump Cincinnati, if, well, they won't jump. If Cincy oh, gets the three yeah. spot, they're going to feel just fine putting Notre Dame in that four spot. Now, I will say this: Fazek, we taxed him. We got a podcast today. He goes, I'm not so sure about this. I don't think I want to make this case anymore because he's listening. <laughs> and I'm hoping that, we, like, I'm going to offer him. He should know. I'm going to offer him two thousand to win ten thousand if he wants it. 
We'll see what he does. Okay. I'm guessing no. <laughs> I'm guessing no. But who knows? Maybe now me saying this is going to make him feel he has to. Or his pride would be broken across the country, like strewn across a little piece of it at each of the transistor broadcasting locations of the 225 stations we're on. A little piece of it. Or you just take the bet. That's my thinking. I like the way you're thinking. <laughs> All right, let's take a look at the Jets' decision to start Joe Flacco this week and what it means. You mean this irrational decision? How do we break it down? Well, the market said we don't like this. Is the Dolphins were a three-point favorite. Now they're a three-and-a-half-point yes. favorite. Remember, three is the key number in the NFL. That's a big drop. I think this is simple. They've decided Mike White, the Jets have decided Mike White is not the answer. But he has a contingent out there. He has a fan base. There's something about his name, his style of play. And the fact is, the numbers look pretty darn good in, from some perspectives before last week, four interceptions. But if they know he's not the answer, all a good performance from him would do is cause there to be more heat on Wilson. I think they're protecting Wilson from a random good Mike White game because they don't care about winning right now. And thus, why, why put the guy in that could have a monster game and hurt your most valuable asset, which is the second pick in the draft. Thoughts? Now, you said, I asked, well, don't you think you've got an asset in Mike White? So, if Mike White looks good, can't you trade not, him for Not something? among scouts. Because you know what? Is the scouts knew before all, any of this. That's why he was, you know, I mean, what is it? White's been with them like four years or something, right? He's he never was taken with Dallas a couple years ago. I mean, what I'm saying, everyone's had a look at him. They all said, hey, nice to know you. See you at the convention. I mean, no one's all that interested in him. Yeah. Fifth now, round draft. Couple games and well yeah fourth round way back when well, fifth fifth round but yeah 2018 whatever it's been like a half a decade and no one's <laughs> you know i do think that the public would have had like if he had his rookie card i i, I think with scouts it's and especially once the uh, listen these defenses see your weaknesses and they figure it out to me this is protecting wilson if he had played poorly do they or if he had played well against buffalo do they no, no i think then they couldn't do it because it's like it would look like there'd be an uprising again. They, I'm not saying they sabotage. I'm just saying it went the way it did, and now they're going to take advantage and put him to bed. Why give him another chance? Let's go to the three big games. Let's look at Dallas plus two and a half at Kansas City. Okay, this one to me, and I said it in the headlines. This is all about Dallas and Kansas City being perceived as even teams. A lot of people would be shocked by that. I'm kind of disbelieving of it. I think Dallas is the better team. I'm not sure I'm going to bet it because I'm not sure about Dallas's defense. In fact, I'm pessimistic about it. But I think Kansas City was deceiving in how they looked last week. I'm looking to fade Kansas City in the next couple weeks. Green Bay minus two and a half at Minnesota. This is almost a bet. You know, I've given you like three today. So what I'm going to do is wait and decide on this one. But I think this Minnesota line is really to their disadvantage. Think about it. Tennessee uh, was hosting Minnesota, or not Tennessee, I'm sorry. Um, uh, Minnesota was playing uh, the, the Chargers. Chargers. And the line was Chargers 3, which means they were better. You think about it now, but by only a smidge. But you're telling me the Chargers at home would be a two-and-a-half-point dog against Green Bay? For whatever reason, this is about love of Green Bay. And I think it's irrational. I have a strong lean right now to Minnesota. Saints plus one-and-a-half at the Eagles. Oh, boy, the Eagles. Now, we've been talking for weeks and weeks and weeks that the Eagles are better than people think. And the Pros have been batting them hand over fist, taking off the rubber band. Well, this line is saying 
and I was I got confused on the Tennessee. This was the game I was going to make the analogy. The Saints were what two and a half at Tennessee. Are you telling me right now that these two games, these saying these are about even teams? The Philly would only be a two and a half point dog at Tennessee. This is a jump in Philly, as big as a jump in Green Bay. But I tend to agree with this one more. By the way, Cy Young winner Rob Robbie Ray, Robbie Ray. was as high as fifty to one. To win the Cy Young in July, this is an upset. If you missed any of today's show, including... I've shown you how to make sausage. This is why I worry about kids thinking it's too easy. But, hey, I did it anyway. I love it. You can check that out at the podcast at FoxSportsRadio.com. We'll be back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 o'clock Vegas time. We're going to have the Thursday night Vegas preview. And we're going to probably have an extra best bet, a bonus best bet for me in the NFL. He's RJ Bell. I'm AJ Hoffman. We are straight out of Vegas right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas!